Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lennon, and today I'm going to talk about what I consider to be a fun topic, which is pendulums and working with pendulums and some of the, the interesting conundrums that come up about working with a pendulum that always fascinate me and always give me insight into my own psyche, into other people's psyche. And, you know, if I haven't shared this before, one of the things that I love about the work that I do now versus the business coaching work that I used to do is that in exploring people's relationship to receiving, whether it's receiving abundance in material form or guidance from the other side of the veil, to me, the the crux of the issue with most people's receiving, whatever that is that they want to receive, myself included, really does come back to the way our brains work and whether they're set up to work for us or against us. And I put against us in quotes because of course, our brain's always just doing the best it can for us based on its current programming. And to me, it's this piece of the puzzle, like understanding how the brain is operating in relationship to receiving. And for today's podcast, for this purposes, is receiving guidance, right? Is understanding that the brain plays a role in it. And just like everything else we do in life, how we do one thing is how we do all things. So there's just always so much data we can get about what's really going on inside our minds, right? When we look at how we do something. And for me, having done this work now for two years in both the receiving school and then as part of the receiving school and, and part of some of the other workshops I've run, showing people how to use different tools that can help them get guidance, I can tell you that there's patterns to how we engage tools that can help us receive guidance. And again, a pendulum is one of them. And so how we engage the pendulum, if we choose to use it, is can really show us some other things that are going on for us. It can be really enlightening. So a pendulum, if you're not familiar with it, is really anything, any string with a weight at the bottom. But for, you know, when it when we use it to get spiritual guidance, I recommend that people use a metal chain with a crystal at the bottom. And the reason I recommend that is simply because the crystals are alive. They carry an energy. They've always carried an energy on the planet. And so to me, it just, it feels more in alignment with what we're trying to do when we use a pendulum, which is essentially to help us get answers, that there's this pulsing matter at the bottom of the pendulum being the crystal that is the conduit of that information has always felt better to me. But of course, if you've got a pendulum and it's got 
something, you know, the weight on the bottom of it is a ball or some other object that feels good to you by all means, you know, I'm not suggesting that the crystal pendulum is better, but if you are brand new to pendulum work or you've been thinking about getting a pendulum, I do recommend crystal pendulums. And also in my experience, I just have always had an easier time really connecting to the pendulum when it has a crystal at the base. What that means is that not all pendulums really, in my experience, work for us, or they're not always clean or clear as a method of us getting information if they've got energy stuck in them. And so it's really important to get to a place where you're connected to your pendulum and you're in agreement, you and the pendulum are in agreement to work together. And to me, the, the crystal really helps build that connection. In um, the receiving school, we someone just posted a question about working with a pendulum. And the question was really that, you know, when I ask the pendulum simple questions, I can trust the answer. But when I ask bigger questions, and by bigger, meaning more life-altering, I guess, or life, life path determining questions, I don't trust the answers I get and that maybe my mind is actually affecting the answers. And is this possible? So she was asking me a question, is this possible? Of course it's possible for our minds to affect the answers that we get from a pendulum, but is it likely? And that's really the crux of the issue. Is it likely? And for this particular person, what was interesting is she's just stepping onto the path of this work. And so the guidance I had given her was, you know, why don't you take a step back from asking the big questions of the pendulum and just stick with the smaller ones, the ones that feel less critical and be gentle in the process. And so this is really the first insight that I normally get with people when they're using pendulums. And I would offer it to you if you've used a pendulum or you're considering using a pendulum, is it that you go into it full force wanting you know, all the answers from the pendulum or that you step onto the path gently, or maybe you've purchased a pendulum and it's still sitting in the box or the bag or the pouch that it came in and you haven't quite touched it yet, right? All of these are pretty clear insights into how we do most things, right? If not everything. And in this particular person's case, this desire to get all the answers right away, as opposed to being gentle with the process, and then likewise being gentle with herself was really important. It's helpful for me to see this because that helps me give guidance to this person while they're in receiving school and doing the work. But I would say for you, as you look at using a pendulum, if you've used one or you use some other tool of divination, like an Oracle card deck, you know, did you go into it full force wanting all the answers immediately? Or did you And we just talked about what that means, or maybe it's that you are gentle with it. You are paced, in which case, when you look across your life is that, you know, are you even keeled and leveled in all things that you do? And maybe, maybe it's time to take a little risk with your pendulum and ask a bigger question. Or if it's still sitting in the box or the pouch that came in, you know, are you fearful of the path ahead or are you resistant to take step forward? Not necessarily even in the pendulum work, but in life in general? Have you always held back, right? 
thought that, oh, I need to learn more. I need to figure out more. I have to look up an article on how to use this pendulum before I start using it, right? And then does that translate into other areas of your life where you keep yourself from jumping in, presumably so that you can gather more information before you do start something? And then if that's the case, if that's how you're doing everything, what would happen if you did it differently? What if you jumped in? What's the worst that's going to happen, especially with a pendulum? I mean, presumably you're not going to, you know, change your entire life based on what the pendulum says the first time you use it, right? This is, you can embrace it with a sense of curiosity and just see what happens. So if you're new to pendulums, what I would say is so valuable about the pendulum, and this was what it was like for me, this was, the pendulum was really the first tool that I embraced when I stepped onto this more intuitive path or embracing this intuitive experience on the planet that we could get information outside our senses. The pendulum was really helpful for me because it gave me something concrete to use in the midst of having very intangible experiences. You know, when I first started, as I've shared here before, I was shut down to most of my gifts my entire life up until the age of 35, 36. And so all of this started to open up to me at the age of 35, 36. And now I had an entire lifetime of being a very concrete person behind me. And so as all of this information started to swirl in and I started to know things I'd never known before, and I was having visions and I was hearing things, the pendulum gave me a comfort like a uh, pacifier or a blankie or something. It was a physical item to accompany me on this journey. And it gave me a lot of comfort, similar to the way my yoga mat did. The first time I purchased my own yoga mat, it was that this is holding space for this spiritual journey that I'm on. And it was comforting to hear answers, to use the pendulum, and then to see those answers come through the pendulum as well. And, you know, to this woman's credit or of questioning, you know, maybe these answers are actually coming from my mind. How did I know that the answers I was getting from the pendulum weren't actually coming from my mind when I had already thought those answers? And the explanation of why the pendulum was so valuable to me is a lot of times the answers I were getting, I was getting were counterintuitive to the way I had done things. And so the fact that the pendulum was also giving me this answer that seemed counterintuitive, it gave me a lot of comfort. Also, absent of any other way to make a decision, if my mind's saying something and then the pendulum's agreeing it, and I have no other tools to make a decision, then at least that's a two-point tool, right? And minimally, if a pendulum is really just accessing your subconscious, at least then you're getting to that place, the subconscious place, as opposed to seeing it just your overthinking brain, because the subconscious operates on a different level. And so if the conscious brain and the subconscious are in agreement, well, at least you got that going for you. That's what I used to tell myself. So if you've been playing with opening up to intuitive gifts, if you've been looking to strengthen them, if you are looking to work with the pendulum or maybe just some new ideas on how to work with the pendulum you've always worked with, I want to share some of the things I did that really helped me. Allow me to step into a more playful space with the pendulum. So the first thing was that I didn't ask the pendulum 
significant questions, questions that the answers would be just felt so important that kind of using this little string with a crystal on it seemed irresponsible at first, right? At this stage in the journey, the pendulum, I would rely on my pendulum more than I would rely on like, you know, some thought that flitted through my head. But back then that felt that felt scary, right? Trust what you're feeling about it. You know, be gentle with the process and ask questions that, you know, are still something that you wouldn't necessarily know the answer to or have a a concrete answer to, but open you up to possibility. So the kinds of questions I that I would recommend is, you know, what's optimal for me to eat right now? Stuff like that. And then of course you can't ask what the way I just said that was actually not the way you could ask a question to a pendulum. You would say, you know, is it optimal for me to have a salad right now? Is it optimal for me to have cereal right now? And you would phrase the question so that you can get yes, no answers. Now, as you get more nuanced in the work that you do with the pendulum, you can get a little more robust with the questioning and creative with the questioning. But in the beginning, you definitely want to stay with yes, no questions. And of course, before you start working with the pendulum, you have to determine in conjunction with the pendulum what that particular pendulum's yes, no looks like. So in some cases, a pendulum swinging clockwise is a yes and counterclockwise is a no. In some case, swinging horizontally is a yes and vertically is a no and you know, on and on the options go. What's interesting for me is my yes, no changes based on the pendulum. And what's really interesting is, you know, a few months ago, I was creating a course to show people how to work with their pendulums, how to, you know, how to align with their pendulums, how to choose a pendulum, how to clear it, how to clean it, how to work with it. And so I was filming these trainings and as I started to, I pulled out different pendulums I've used so that I could show that there were different examples of, you know, different f- ways that you could feel about a pendulum, different looks of a pendulum. Some had, you know, a tiny ball at the top. Some have, you know, an actual designed image. And so I was showing those. And as I was working with a pendulum I've had for years, probably my oldest, my dearest pendulum, it wasn't working. It was actually not. <laughs> giving me consistent answers. And I thought that's so fascinating. And as I talked to it, it told me that we were done in our work together, which kind of made me a little sad, but I also honored the fact that it was ready to be retired. And so as the ground softens around where I live, I will bury it and allow it to return to its source. And, um, separately along the same lines though of how you know sometimes a, a pendulum can just be finished in its work one of my clients who I had mailed a pendulum to she told me just last week she's like well my pendulum broke what does that mean it dropped and it cracked and i said well i think it just means that you know it absorbed a level of energy where it just is done right and now it's ready to be buried and returned to the earth that crystal And so that can happen. And so it's really important to know you're still in alignment with the pendulum. And if you're brand new to pendulum work, you can 
I can't walk you through all the ways to align with the pendulum and get to talk to you, but you can go check out. I have a a small course that you can get on my website. If you go to pattylynn.com forward slash pendulum, you can get grab that course. That'll show you everything from soup to nuts and what to do with a pendulum. But presumably if you've held a pendulum before, you, you are able to purchase one and hold it. What you'll find is you'll feel an energy coming off of it. And so in the beginning, you just ask it questions you know, that you actually know the answer to first, just to see what the yes and no answer is. So like questions like your name and maybe where you were born, stuff like that. And you'll see it give you a yes, you'll see it give you a no, and then that'll be what your yes and no's are. And then as you start to step onto your journey with working with the pendulum, again, using simple questions like, is it optimal for me to leave at five? Is it optimal for me to leave at 5.15? Is it optimal for me to leave at 5.30? This was something I used to do when I was potentially going to hit traffic, but you know there were windows of time that seemed to go better even inside rush hour. And I would use the pendulum to give me an exact time to leave work, right? So these are the kinds of things that you can ask the pendulum that do guide your actions. Like, you know, it would guide what time you're leaving work. It would guide what you're eating. And so you might find, oh yeah, when I followed what the pendulum guided me to eat by the end of the day, I felt a lot better. Or yes, consistently when I've tested what time to leave on the pendulum and I do it for a period of time, right? Because you can't just do one day. You do it for like, let's say 14 or 20 days. Consistently, when I follow what the pendulum says, I get a much better outcome. These are the kinds of simple things you can do that will build trust. Apply that same approach over to any other area of your life, especially when it comes to receiving guidance from from the other side of the veil. When we do these smaller conversations with guidance, what happens is we can then slowly build up that trust. And it's that trust, which is essentially our brain feeling safe in the process that allows us to embrace those bigger questions, right? And so here again, we're coming back to, you know, pendulums work. And if you can get on board with that, you know, if you can just suspend any any doubt you might have for a minute and just believe me that pendulums work, the reality is them working for a person in particular, you know, you or your spouse or a child or your friend really comes down to how safe your brain feels trusting guidance, right? And so then that gives us great insight because then that tells us, you know, okay, I may think I'm ready to follow signs that I get. This is a question I get all the time is, you know, how do I find signs and how do I ask for signs and how do I trust signs, right? Well, if you're using the pendulum, and you build up that trust in the pendulum, that's also going to build up your trust in signs. Likewise, if you can't bring yourself to trust a pendulum and then you keep looking for signs, but you're not seeing them, most likely what's happening is not that the signs aren't showing up, but that your brain's filtering them out. It's scared of them, right? It's scared of trusting something. It doesn't actually, it isn't able to prove with its senses. And again, this is one of the reasons why I like people to start with a pendulum. If they're going to start with any tool that they're going to use independently without the help of someone, I like the pendulum because it is so physical, right? It's it's an object. And then it's very clear. It's either yes or no. 
Although you could leave room for a maybe, and this is a question I get sometimes with people who take the pendulum courses, well, what about the maybe? You know, like I've heard you can ask for yes, no, and maybe from your pendulum. So maybe if like yes was clockwise and no was counterclockwise, then maybe the pendulum going in a straight line is maybe. I don't do that when I program my pendulums. I do not program them with a maybe option. And the reason is, I don't need a maybe option. If I want to live in a world of maybe, I don't need a pendulum or guidance from the other side of the veil. I can come up with a maybe all by myself. So I don't really want to hear it. If the pendulum only has a maybe to offer me, well, that's not interesting to me. And I get to do that. I get to have that relationship with my pendulum and say, that's not helpful to me. It's just like, you know, if you were going to hire someone to help you invest in the stock market, you know, a financial advisor. And you said, you know, should I invest in Apple stock? And they said, maybe. Well, that's not helpful. You need them to tell you yes or no. And if they're telling you maybe on everything or even on some things, then maybe you need another financial advisor, right? So when I go to my pendulum, I want exact answers. And if I don't get a strong yes or no, where I go with it rather than looking for a maybe is to rephrase the question. And that is something that I find is so powerful in pendulum work is when you start working with the pendulum and you work with a pendulum regularly is you find that the nuance of how you ask something matters in allowing through an answer. And, you know, I just mentioned a word I use when I question the pendulum is, is it optimal for me to have cereal for breakfast, right? Because you might ask it, should I have cereal for breakfast? Or is it good for me to have cereal for breakfast? Or, you know, I don't know, can I have cereal for breakfast? And all those questions could give you a yes. Whereas, is it optimal? Meaning, is that the best answer, right? That might give you a very different answer. And so learning how our language and what we're reaching for can give us stronger responses is really helpful. And what I find is, you know, for someone that hasn't learned how to use that questioning nuance, when I introduce even something simple like, is it optimal? And they're surprised at how strong the yes is. And what I mean by that is that where they might, let's say their yes is a a clockwise circle. They might've gotten a little clockwise circle. All of a sudden when they're using optimal, they're getting this giant sweeping circle in their pendulum. You know, that's so amazing to them that the language could actually filter a much stronger message to us. But that's like, you know, the other side of the veil going, yes, yes, yes. As opposed to, yeah, I guess so. You know, we can actually have that engagement with our pendulums, which to me is so fun and so cool. So if you are new to pendulum work, here's, I'm just going to give you a couple of steps to think about as you go onto your path with your pendulum work. The first is understand there's no trick to getting the right pendulum for you. It's really how you feel about that pendulum. Also, you can have multiple pendulums. So don't try and find the perfect one. Just find the perfect one for now. There's, you know, I have a crystal shop locally, so that's where I shop for my pendulums, but there's lots of places that you can get pendulums. And ideally, anytime you're buying something with crystals in it, you want to make sure that, you know, if it's within your control, that 
they are properly sourced from the earth, which is why I like shopping at my local crystal store. But um, there's lovely, lovely people on Etsy and different online providers that will be able to supply you with pendulums. So look and see which one calls to you. Maybe you want to start with which crystal calls to you, right? And then look for a pendulum with that crystal. So amethyst, the purple stone is really about healing. It's also connected to our top chakra, our third eye. Uh, rose quartz, the light pink color is about self-love. And if you know you're stepping onto this path with, you know, a desire to be embracing a spirit of self-love, that's a great option. And so each of these steps along the way of choosing the pendulum, you know, can help you understand what's right for you right now. And so just pick one. Um, the second is, you know, ask those basic questions to help you see what your pendulums yes, no are. And then finally, be gentle in your questioning at first. Now, if you would like my help in working with a pendulum, you can go check out that pendulum course, pattylennon.com forward slash pendulum. It's a small course, very low priced, and that'll give you all those things you might be looking for, how to phrase those questions, how to clean and clear your pendulum, how to align with it energetically, et cetera. For now, as you think about working with a pendulum, just think, what are the thoughts you're having and what do they mean? Like, what can they show you about the rest of because how we do everything, how we do one thing is how we do everything. And so there's always opportunity to learn. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.